0: it's morning and night with Colgate tooth powder.
1: Smoke the cigarette so many doctors enjoy. Change to Camel. Indeed. Has also brought to light new and more efficient ways of using explosives. Your weird mystery will be continued shortly. The Independent Broadcasting System presents Random Thursdays Radio Theater. From the Stay Put Hair Tonic Studio Soundstage high atop New York City's theater district two blocks south of Times Square we bring you another episode of Random Thursday's Radio Theater sponsored by Stay Put Hair Tonic Use Stay Put Hair Tonic and tell your hair to stay put I'm your announcer, Loudon Caulfield And now, ladies and gentlemen, your host America's most polite house guest Peter Carozo.
2: What's more random than two guys talking in a bar? Welcome to another Random Thursday. My name is Peter Carozo. This week, a story takes place inside a bar in Greenwich Village the last Saturday in June. Stuart, the bartender is intensely watching The Wizard of Oz on one of the televisions when Ted walks in.
3: Stuart. Stuart. You know, after five years, you can't just act like I'm a a complete stranger. Like I'm a piece of garbage. I can accept if you don't want to see me anymore, but I can't accept this, this treatment. This isn't how civilized people behave. Frankly, I think I'm entitled to an explanation. And, well, I'm not leaving until I get one.
0: A martini. Maybe. I'd say that's the only thing you're entitled to. God knows you sound like you need one. But I'm probably being too nice. I assume that's your typical Stuart your way of inviting me in. This is a non discriminatory establishment. You've seen the sign in the window. We serve all kinds.
3: Listen, honey, I got them together. Now look at
0: Darley, you ain't using your hands. You mind if I sit? You can drink it standing or sitting with a martini glass filter to the top. It's wiser to be sitting, but it's your decision. Thanks. Vodka martini, three olives. Thank you. Don't get too excited, Ted. This drink signifies the end of our relationship. Well, at least you're talking to me again. That's
3: something. Here we go again. <laughs> Is there a problem? It's just it's just how many times can
0: one person watch the wizard of Oz? It's a curse. If I see it on while changing channels, I have to watch the entire movie till the end. I have OCD. Oz Sessive. Compulsive disorder. I've seen you throw people out of this place for saying something that corny. You haven't missed your favorite part yet. When the scarecrow tells Dorothy that some people go both ways.
3: Okay. That's enough. I, I can't watch this again. Change the channel.
0: I can't. I saw it, and now I'm stuck. Put on the Yankees. Put on ESPN. This is a bar. We don't have to watch footage of athletes touching each other in a gay bar. There are no repressed homoeroticism here. We got the real thing. You'd find repressed homoeroticism in any
3: one of those Toy Story movies. Well, the thing's name is Woody. But I'll
0: leave that one on the ground. I'm surprised. I expected further explanation. And don't bring up that old tired chestnut about Bert and Ernie. If you look at their wardrobe and their home decor, you know that they're straight.
3: Oh, I know Muppet orientation is a very sensitive topic for you.
0: What I find ironic about men's obsession with sports is that's where they go to prove that they're masculine. And yet, it's the most sexually repressed environment in the world. You know, homosexuality isn't everywhere. It
3: doesn't have to permeate sports. I never saw Yogi Berra and Mickey Manor making
0: out with each other. Think about it. All those celebrations, pouring champagne over each other, the group showers, athletic men running around in towels, sharing hotel rooms. I'm sure at some point Yogi
3: and Mickey hooked up. It's baseball. Stop trying to find the latent homosexuality in it.
0: It'll come out eventually.
3: This is almost as annoying as your insistence
0: that Casablanca has a pro-gay ending. Ted, we've been over this. You agree that Rick gives Elsa up a little too quickly, and he and Captain Bernard are very enthusiastic about enlisting in the army and getting shot by Nazis? That beautiful friendship they're walking off into the fog is a cover for what's really gonna be happening. Then why has no one in the history of film ever said this? The movie came out during World War II. If anyone even remotely suspected anything pro-gay about it, they would have put the writers up in a gay internment camp in Arizona. Just change the channel to something else. Why do you hate The Wizard of Oz? I don't hate it. I,
3: I just don't like it enough to watch it every week. I never understood why it inspires you. It's like the Notre Dame fight song for gay men.
0: I guess we all relate to Dorothy. We hope our world will go from black and white to color, and then when that happens, we'll find the perfect pair of shoes and meet a gay lion. Growl. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You still haven't answered me. I was able to rent the house on Montauk again this summer. My ex took Lana out of school for the rest of the year for vacation,
0: so I've got nothing to do this weekend. I have plans. You know that. I have the same plans this Sunday that I have every year the last Sunday in June.
3: I know, but I was hoping you could skip it this year. Absolutely not.
0: I've got to march. Are you part of the Thousand Man Dorothy March again this year? Don't mock it. The Dorothy's March in the Village Halloween Parade. You know
3: that. Aren't there alternate Dorothy's, like in a jury? What if one of the Dorothy's is hung over?
0: There's no backup? Actually, I'm marching with the village bartenders and the heroes of Stonewall. You haven't missed the parade in 20 years. Can you miss it? Any- I already told you on the phone. I told you in person. By text, by email, and after two weeks of me refusing to see you, you think you get the message. Anyway, I know the real reason why you want me to miss it. You make it sound like I'm covering up a crime. You're afraid because this year you can't stand on the sidelines watching us physically, like a homo apologist, while you're standing there incognito. The man in the gay flannel suit. I forgot about the parade and I made plans for the weekend. You didn't forget. That LGBT group that you've been representing asked you to march with them, and it kind of forced you to make a decision about who you are, or at least letting other people know about it. They honored me by
3: asking you to march. I'm not a member. I'm legal counsel. I declined after I told them I was honored and humbled and and
0: lied and said you're not gay. It's no one's business what I am. But you try so hard to hide it. Why? Why are you always bringing up your ex wife and your daughter? Oh, my daughter is
3: the most important person in my life. So I talk about her a lot.
0: Well, you can't say your ex-wife is that important, unless she's your beard. What I'd like to know is why you must always, always talk about being gay. Because for me, pride is 365 days a year. And I'm the Grand Master. Well, that's you. It's not me. I know what I am. I'm gay. You think? Ted, you're 38. I think. Don't you think it's about time you figured this out? I mean, who you like to have sex with is kind of an important thing to establish. All right, then I guess I'm bisexual.
3: I'll get a t-shirt made up if it'll make you happy. I'll go down the street the place, what's it called? Uh, dot your eyes and cross your T's. Yeah, I'll go in there and I'll say can I get a t-shirt and it's going to say Ted's a Bisexual.
0: The real answer is you like hiding in the straight world with your hetero camouflage. The ex-wife, the house in Sayocit, while the, with a white picket fence, the two kids, the khaki pleated pants, the Toyota Prius
3: with a jazz playing. Stuart, you sound ridiculous. When you talk about the straight world, it's like you're from a foreign country and everything you've learned about straight people is from a 1940s propaganda film about heterosexuals. Oh, it sucks. It sucks to be stereotyped.
0: I wonder what that must feel like.
3: I don't pretend to be anything that I'm not, but I'm not out there flamboyantly advertising what I
0: am. No. It's like you have this uber straight personality with this gay alias. Like, during the day, you're the straight Clark Kent, and at night, you're this gay Superman.
3: In what realm is Superman gay?
0: His outfit's pretty gay. Superman didn't only come out at night. I don't care. Finish your drink and get out. You can come back when you have the courage to stand up for what you believe in and march in the parade. I do a lot more than wear a ridiculous costume
3: in March. How many of the thousand Dorothys have argued before the New York Court of Appeals for gay rights? That's why you all have the rights that you have today. Are you kidding me?
0: You think a bunch of straight lawyers in thousand dollar suits got us to this point? So gays and lesbians getting kicked in the teeth by a society and standing up for their rights, all of that was just window dressing to you. I take those cases for pennies on the dollar
3: when most lawyers wouldn't even touch them for you and the other stewards out there.
0: Well, it's not enough. Not until you admit to yourself and the world who you are. Until then, nothing you do, even arguing all the way to the Supreme Court, none of it, means a damn thing to me.
3: What the hell happened to you? What changed? One minute we're sharing a bottle of wine at a French restaurant, and the next minute you refuse to take my calls or see me anymore? You don't remember. That's why I'm asking. And don't
0: make me guess. I hate playing that game with you. That night at dinner, you told me they asked you to march, and you refused. That's it? Because I won't march in a stupid drunken drag parade? That's not what this is. The Pride Parade is about standing up. It's not only about dressing in costumes with rainbow floats. The parade is about taking responsibility for who you are and letting the world know it. It's about being yourself for everyone who's afraid to be themselves. Like the 19-year-old Stewart, wandering alone at night on the streets of Cottonwood Falls, Kansas. Looking for anyone else there like me. We all fight for it in our own way. You fight for gay rights as a straight lawyer before a straight judge. You're hiding behind the scales of justice in a three-piece suit. And you know, I don't think I... let's just face it. I can't be with you if it has to stay like this. Hiding our relationship in gay bars or in my apartment, like... Or some remote beach house. We're not Bonnie and Clyde. Stuart, what the hell do you want from me? Honestly. Yes, honestly. Ted, I want to get married and I want to have a family. You and all your lawyer friends made it possible last year and I want to enjoy that right.
3: And I want you to enjoy that right.
0: Me. You celebrated that day with me. With everyone. You bought a round of champagne for the entire bar. That's a right we have now, and I want to exercise it
3: with you. Look, I know you want me to march tomorrow, but you have to understand
0: my... No, that's not what I want. I told you. I want to get married. I want to go home with you every night. I want a dog. I want to pick out expensive furniture with you. I want to argue with you over how to load the dishwasher. Fortunately, that's not possible. You filed a brief in support of the decision. You helped make it possible.
3: It's constitutionally possible because of the Equal Protection Act. You said it was
0: a great victory last year.
3: Yeah, a great victory for the Constitution and for... Kid, I care
0: about our life together. I don't care about the Constitution or the 13th Amendment or the...
3: Ugh. You mean the 14th Amendment. Equal protection. The 13th Amendment abolished slavery. It has nothing to do...
0: I know what the hell the 13th Amendment did. We've been together for five years. Don't you think I'm listening when you're droning on about the Constitution? I wouldn't say that I drone on. You may understand the underlining constitutional underpinnings of whatever the hell it is. But you never live it. You hide it from the world. Because I have to. I can't do that. I don't have that choice. But in a lot of ways, I that makes it better because I, I get to fight for it every day as overwhelming as it gets. I wouldn't have it any other way. Especially now because For the first time in my life, I know we're going to win.
3: You are always so confident. What makes you so sure we are going to win? You, you jackass. You made me sure. You don't get it. Even after all the changes, the world is still mostly the same. Since you moved to New York, you have no clue. The closest you get to middle America is when you accidentally take the wrong subway line and end up in Queens.
0: You fed my brain with these dreams of equal rights and how someday gay people would have the same rights as straight people. You even all but said that the right to marry changed everything for us.
3: That must have been the night you made me one too many vodka martini. Ted,
0: the way that you talked... I know you used to believe it too. You inspired me to think that eventually I'd be treated the same way as everyone else. That I... That's why I fell in love with you. That, Ted, was someone I believed in. You had this fire and eloquence. I thought you could lead the fight for equal rights for us, armed with your red Waterman pen and the Constitution. Yeah. A few
3: martinis and I feel like I can do anything. Like single-handedly, I can take on all the injustice in the world.
0: It always seemed like you could.
3: But I just wake up the next morning with a hangover. And I realize... I'm... really... just me. Ted... Stuart, I can't live the life you want me to live. How do I explain to my family, my firm? How do I explain to a 10-year-old that Daddy married a man? I just don't have the courage to face up to everyone and say this is
0: who I am. Stop worrying about what everyone else thinks. And maybe you can still be Ted march with me tomorrow. No I
3: I'm I'm just better at fighting other people's battles.
0: Well, all I ever wanted from you was a home. But I guess that's not gonna happen. Hmm.
3: No. Well,
0: that's too bad. Yep, that's too bad. You're done with your drink, you might as well go. Yep.
3: I might as well.
1: Day I wish
3: upon a star and wake up where the clouds <laughs> are far behind.
2: Troubles melt like lemon drops away above the chimney tops. That's where you are. Hearts register emotion, jealousy, devotion. However, they are not judged by how much they love. The great and powerful Oz once said, Hearts will never be practical until they can be made unbreakable. Until then, just click your heels and look over the rainbow. Dreams That You Dare to Dream was performed by the Random Thursday Players. More specifically, The Role of Ted was played by Eric Nielsen, and Stuart was played by Edwin Palacio. Sound engineering was by Liz Regan, and sound design and editing was by Edgar Ramos. It was directed by Danny Stravino and written by me, Peter Caruso. Random Thursdays Radio Theater, where we celebrate, contemplate, and lament the random moments of everyday life. So, to all of our listeners, to all those who prefer transients to permanents, bohemians to conformists, and the ephemeral to the eternal, tune in next time for another random story. Thank you for listening to our show.
1: Tonight's radio play was episode seven in our series entitled dreams that you dare to dream. Random Thursdays radio theater was brought to you by stay put hair tonic. Tell your hair to stay put. Look out for another episode on this station or one of our local affiliates at some undetermined random Thursday in the future. I am Loudon Caulfield. And now, stay tuned for another episode of The Lone Ranger and his faithful companion, Tonto. This is the Independent Broadcasting System.